Brilliance Audio presents If Men Were Angels by Reed Karam For Orally What is government itself but the greatest of all reflections on human nature? If men were angels, no government would be necessary. James Madison Book One One The road is narrow and rolls up and down in hesitant, not-quite hills that capture all the half-hearted defeat I once saw at the heart of this country. I park on the edge of town. There is no one here who would welcome me. I sit in the car, watching snow slant across the hills and the sad little town, and after a while, a strange thing happens. I am looking at a field, the gaunt figures of bent cornstalks leaning together into the gray distance, and it comes alive. The world of my memories is lined with the faces of strangers, and now they rise, pale and attenuated in the wintry light, pale but hopeful, raised and always hopeful, as if the most delicate of all emotions has gathered substance in the flesh. We were, in the end, just another road show, another carnival in a world jaded by spectacle, but in the beginning there came these moments when the crowds gathered in the summer twilight, and you felt it out there. You could hold out your hand and feel it against your palm. There was a night when we arrived late at a small southern town in a state I've long forgotten. They have been waiting for five hours, and the noise started even before we left the buses. We walked through the crowd, and they were cheering us for no reason, leaning across the rope and clapping, slapping us on our backs, and soon we were all running, running in this narrow space between thousands, carried along by the sound, flying through the darkness until we came out into the space reserved for us, and we saw the courthouse brilliantly illuminated, a Georgian wedding cake, white as a bridal gown, curved pillars suspended in the air by light. He was standing on the porch with his wife, swaying to the music, and their shadows were thrown up huge and black against the wall. It was August, but a girl in an Easter dress, her black hair in a white bow, walked up to the microphone and sang the star-spangled banner in a voice so guileless you had to close your eyes, and the crowd fell into a hush, and before he even spoke you could feel it gathering and you knew that there is nothing ephemeral about hope. Gathered, it is a force like the wind that bends trees and blows rooftops into the sea. Then he spoke. He took off his jacket, and it wasn't long before he sweated through his blue shirt. He went through all he would do in his gentle Midwestern voice, that voice in which the words each did their business and got out of the way. I won't let you down, he said. I won't fail you. I will be there. There has been enough blame. There is a time for trust. There is a time to believe in each other. There is a time to say we have forgiven and we will move forward. There is a time for hope. He stood with his shadow, swinging back and forth across the courthouse, and when you looked into the crowd, you saw their faces raised to his, and you could feel everything they wanted to believe pounding like a rush of blood into your temples. When they cheered, the sound seemed dragged up from the earth itself. That night, I believed he would do it. I knew I wanted him to, despite all my protestations of neutrality, and I thought he would. I thought he would be the next president of the United States, and I thought he would be a good one. I want you to know that I too believed. I want you to know that I shared your hope, maybe more than most. I want you to know that I too could see it, the kingdom of the wish, coming alive. I want you to know so you'll understand that I ruined him for something else. I told myself once it was for the truth the last excuse for every cruelty. But now I think it might have been for much less than that. I think maybe I ruined him because I could not believe in something much smaller. Three simple words, an answer to my prayers.